Ta-da! Oh my gosh, it's so simple, but yet brilliant. Yeah, that was the idea. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your practical priestess of wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip. We're going to be going through and giving you some Wisdom Smacks on, you ready for this? The Shortcut to Genius. I'll see you on the flip. The Shortcut to Genius. It sounds like it's going to be something deep, doesn't it? Well, I will tell you, we're gonna, we are going to channel Einstein a little bit today, but I'm going to tell you, by the time we're through with this, you're going to be like, is that it? Yeah, that's it, because it is couched in what Einstein alluded to when he said in his famous statement, I paraphrase here, the mind that created the problem isn't the one to solve the problem. And so working with that, let's get into it. So the shortcut to genius is... Uh, overhaul, a reinvention, or a rehab of our mental abilities, our mind, even our brain. Um, I hope you guys understand that there is a difference between your mind, your mental, and your brain. Your brain is that physical uh, portion of your body that inhabits your skull area. Your mind is that logical part of you that thinks and does and your mental encompasses the mind as well as your behaviors, your attitudes and your thoughts and all the cuckooness of our irrationality. Uh, so let's just make sure we say that. So the first thing I'm going to say is this. Listen to this one. If you don't get the other the other few ones that I'm going to talk to you about today, get this one and I'm going to spend the most time on it anyway. And that is your curiosity. You notice I didn't say how smart you are. I didn't tell you to go and learn a whole bunch of words or any of that. No, the shortcut to genius, a lot of it is dependent on your curiosity quotient or your CQ. You can do a Google search and they will actually give you formulas so that you can calculate your curiosity quotient. You really can. And it's like, what? I mean, I'm always amazed at uh, how they're able to come up with this stuff. But yet and still, they do it. And so they even talk about the higher the curiosity quotient, the higher the level or the propensity or the odds that a person will achieve more, have a higher income, um, have a greater legacy, have a, a, a higher quality of life and all of that, okay? And so with this uh, CQ, this curiosity uh, quotient, um, it comes down to either you have, you're born with it or you got to build it, all right? So if you have not been born with a high CQ, you got to build it. So you know I got you. I am going to give you some things uh, to help you start building your curiosity. And it's never too late. That's the wonderful thing about our brains. Yes, the actual physical thing is that they learn this cute little word that they gave it called neuroplasticity. Um, see, before the 1970s or so, 80s, actually, the 1980s or so, they thought that once you hit... Um, uh, adulthood, like around 25, when the separation of the hemispheres of the brain was complete, that you stopped 
um, being able to change your thinking. And they were wrong. Uh, they have found that you never stop. And the reason why they were able to do that is because they actually studied the physical brain. And they noticed that uh, the brains had the ability to be very malleable. That that tissue up there, it can change. So the tissue in your brain, all the little crevices and dips and whatevers, they can look totally different from 30 to 80 as long as you keep using it and you keep growing. And so with that in mind, you can build a new skill. And today we're going to talk about how to build this new curiosity skill, this curiosity quotient. All right. So what do you need to consider? So even if you think you are a curious person, please stick with me because there are some refreshers that we might go over or some things you might not have considered. Now, I did get a bit of inspiration from a smart brief that I was reading the other day. Uh, that actually talked about curiosity quotient because, you know, I'm nosy like that. I have been working on it diligently over the years to try to increase mine. And um, I like the way they did it. So I took a little take on what they said and put my little on juge on it, you know, uh, for you guys. And so I'm going to be um, talking about some of the things that I liked about the article. And I'll link it in the description uh, of the show notes today for you if you want to go and read it as well. All right. So one of the things I like that they talked about that I totally agree with and have embraced is to become an early adapter. You want to try things early. This is going to make you um, able to consistently, constantly learn. And guess what? Adapt. That's another part of this shortcut that we're going to talk about later. But embrace being an early adapter. Now, what does that look like? That looks like, now, when I talk about this early adapter, I am not necessarily talking about being the first one in line for the new iPhone. That's not being that's not being an early adapter in the sense that I'm talking about. I am talking about as an early adapter, you are willing to consider and to make yourself aware of emerging technologies, emerging um trends and things like that. Never get so stuck in your ways that you say, oh, I've learned this, so I don't want to learn anything else. And if you ever find yourself saying things like, this is just who I am, oh, you better run because that's probably an indicator that you're starting to become cemented in who you think you are. And that is another thing about this curiosity quotient. Abandon the idea of self-identity as being a static thing that doesn't move. Yeah, I know. I know. Self-identity is a moving target. And we we are constantly moving because guess what? We're creatures of energy and change. And both of those are always moving. And so being able to be curious helps you to abandon those um, dated beliefs that uh, don't jive with what's happening in our world today. And because of that, Going on to be an early adapter also means that you make yourself aware and you can pick and choose on the things that you want to involve yourself with. But I will tell you, becoming aware of something is more than just hearing about it in a passing thought. Actually take the time to dig deeper. And that's the next part of this curiosity thing. So in addition to being an early adapter, I want you to get a deeper understanding. If you're a high uh, CQ, you know, curiosity quotient holder, 
You make sense of your world by having a steady stream of information coming in. And when you have that steady stream of information coming in, you work with it to understand it based on what you're already good at. So for instance, if you are an analytical person and you're really good with technical things, when you constantly learn, you can look at a new diet or a new recipe based on your understanding of technology, put your little spin on it in your wheelhouse, but then incorporate what it means to you. That means that you're going to use the metaphors that work for your life, where I might look at it as someone who is artistic and how I would put a metaphor metaphor on describing a new uh, food or a diet, you might look at it as something that's uh, logical, didactic, and uh, step-by-step. And you might uh, look at it in another way, by way of uh, macronutrients and those types of things. But you can still learn. So do not shun something because it's not in your wheelhouse. Use your wheelhouse to interpret what it means to you. Another thing about this that I like um, about deepening your understanding is that in the article, they talked about knowing your corner. And I have this analogy that I use with people sometimes about owning your corner. And it came from a uh, analogy of um, people who sell illicit drugs, you know, well, not illicit, illegal drugs. Okay. Um, And they sell them out on the streets and owning their corner and what it meant. And it was funny to see how this was the same. And I'm not telling you to go and be a drug dealer. That's not what I'm saying. Y'all get your minds back, get your minds back. Come on. What I'm saying is, is to know your corner means that you are going to understand uh, the things that are needful for, for you to be what you would call a success, meaning that you're thriving, surviving, you're able to produce, to do what you say you're going to do and those types of things. So knowing your corner means that you understand what are your strengths and your weaknesses. You also understand what are the threats and opportunities. We've talked about SWOT analysis in previous podcasts. Go back and check them out uh, because I don't have time to cover them here. But understanding what is a strength and a weakness for you? What is an external opportunity Uh, in the environment or a threat coming from the environment for you is going to help you to know your corner. And why is that important for deepening your understanding of things? It is because when you start to get a good grasp on what's in your wheelhouse, you can start to expand your realm of knowledge by using these things to articulate to you what new things mean. And thus, you start being able to easily assimilate in new information. It also opens you up to seeing patterns and opportunities that help you do you and do your life better. Yeah. So deepening your understanding does not mean that you have to go and completely shift how you think or how you're wired. It means that you enhance and embrace new things and you can filter them through that. And by doing that, that's how you deepen your understanding. That's how you uh, make yourself able to easily and quickly understand new stuff. Okay. So the next thing about this whole curiosity portion of becoming a genius is that you want to take on challenge. One of the things that I enjoyed as a a scientist uh, and and being trained as a scientist, that all the greats took risk. I mean, come on now, let's let's just face it. Madam Curie, she went full in commitment to her um, 
her her uh, experiments, and I mean, paid with her life. Let's let's just face it. So they took risk, they took challenges, and this is the thing that if you're going to get to that genius level of your life, when you're taking these taking on challenges, you have to understand that obstacles, difficult problems, uh, difficulties are going to be par for the course. If you are trying to make sure that everything feels great, everything is wonderful, this is not the path that that is going to get you to genius. Uh, the other day, uh, Chrissy Teigen, I like her, she's funny. Uh, she uh, did a QA, Q&A on Twitter. And um, I read some of the responses. And one of the things that I saw about the responses that they highlighted of people asking, they kept asking her what her life was like. Like she had the life of Riley just because she had this celebrity status. And I'm going to just say it. Celebrities have become our new court, especially in the Americas, where we don't have a monarchy. We have relegated them to the court of old, where as the peasants looking in, we we wondered about their their lives and we wanted every tidbit of salaciousness and every tidbit of of things that we wanted. And we we put them on these pedestals thinking that they have this true like life of Riley kind of thing going on. But that is not the case. And she kept answering it over and over again. I thought she was being really patient. But she said, I'm just like you. Yeah, stuff, you know, stuff affects me the same way. And I started looking at that, not in um, judgment of anyone, but in how a lot of the people, they want these things, but they 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 want to believe that when you take uh, the obstacles and the challenges and the risk that she took to get to her celebrity status, uh, that you, it's, it's, it's going to be smooth sailing. And that is not the case. From here on, if you would want to get to a shortcut of genius where you are able to uh, wield your life in such a way that it becomes powerful, legacy, heroic, all of those things, then you got to get used to life having many more obstacles and um, things that can't easily be solved by what you already know. And that means that when you want to take on more challenges, you're going to have to start getting used to adding to your knowledge ability all all the time by, and we've talked about this a lot, (coughs) excuse me, you guys, a little tickle in my throat, um, by expanding your perspective. Now, if you've been rocking with me for a while, you're pretty good at already doing this, but this is just a, um, a refresher. And for those who might be listening today, when we talk about expanding your perspective, we're talking about getting a different angle on something, looking at it from a different level, um, possibly getting wise counsel in so that you can, um, see it from different perspectives. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in, a, in another part of the whole curiosity thing. Um, but understanding that you get the great ideas, the solutions, and all that stuff, when you have enough of a robust experience, when you have exercise to the point where you are a creative thinker mixed with high curiosity and a drive to keep improving and never stopping, And that brings me to the next one. So 
you know, becoming an early adapter means that you are going to take on challenge. Deepening your understanding of things means that you are going to not shun stuff that doesn't seem to be something that you're good at, but that you can use what you're good at to give you meaning to it. And you're going to never stop innovating. This one right here is harder. It seems so simple, but in actuality and application, it's hard because we want to rest on those laurels. We want to get comfortable for a minute. We want to believe that we know something. And the sad part is, is the more you know, the more you know you don't know. And so the more you progress, the more you're able to understand the scope of or not even understand, but start to get a whiff of the scope of your ignorance. And so never stop innovating. To me, it's kind of like the insurance policy that we hold on being able to continue to thrive and grow in our in our human experience. So with that never stop in, um, being innovative in your life, look at it this way. Be able to find ways to become more efficient. and, And to become more efficient, look at things like remove the tedium and the drudgery and guesswork out of out of stuff that you do. I'm working on something right now that I absolutely loathe and I stay I pulled an all nighter. I'm not gonna lie. That's probably why I got this tickle in my throat and my podcast is a little later than it usually is today. But I was determined because I wanted to be innovative. And I was like, there's got to be another way to do this. And a whole weekend plus an all-nighter last night, and I found it. And not found it, but I cobbled it together and started practicing on it. And by gosh, it's done. And I'm like, oh, some things about to change. I'm not going to be... apprehensive about this part of my life and my business. And I'm really excited about it. So that means that's part of the never stop uh, innovating, seeking to remove the tedium, the drudgery, the guesswork, and seeking out new insights by, get this, you guys, doing the everyday scrutiny, looking at your everyday life to see if there are any opportunities for you to Save money, save time, save resources, save learning curve. Yes, because we want to be efficient and effective because efficiency, effectiveness, those hopscotch you above to get to that genius level. And then changing your perspective, like I said before, changing that viewpoint to um, to be able to identify those new ideas. And this is how I want you to do it. I want you to start. If you're not familiar with how to be a critic, this is a cute way of saying increase your critical thinking. And when I was younger, when I used to think about critical thinking, I was like, oh, that's so hard. And it's not. All it is is changing your perspective. And you do it by starting by looking at things from different sides of the argument, different levels. Like say, for instance, if you are in the position where you are a manager, look at it from a uh, entry-level person, um, looking at it from different disciplines. Maybe you filter it through uh, different understandings of uh, how people's belief systems work. Look at it from the internal and the external, whether you are an owner or how a consumer would see it. Like I said, get that wise advice from people and tell them to be brutally honest and don't get in your feelings about it. And then look for the hidden. Too many times people think that the next 
thing that you're going to do is just hanging out saying, hey, I'm here. And yeah, it might be hidden in plain sight, but a lot of times you're going to have to dig for it. And those solutions that you get when you start expanding your perspective are not going to look um, cool. And people might think you crazy. So you're going to have to get your confidence level up. Now, the other day I talked a little bit more about confidence and how a lot of confidence is hidden in the complex. We make stuff too doggone hard. And I'm preaching to myself here because that is one thing I know I can do. And I have had to realize that the, the, the ignorant, the stupid, the lower thinking people make things complex. And that has been an issue of mine that I have been working on because I no longer want to be that simpleton. And it's funny that they use the word simpleton, but simple is the way to uh, genius. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me, let me go on and clean this up. Okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to expand your confidence level and your comfort zone. If at all, I probably would want you to not expand your comfort zone as much as get used to not being in it. Yeah, because like I said before, when you get used to being uncomfortable, it allows you to go out and take those those risks and those challenges. It, uh, it gives you free reign to become an early adopter. You stop worrying about whether you're getting taken, duped, scammed, or being made uh a fool of. And it also helps you to get to the point where you build a higher level of confidence because you take out all the complexities and all the obstacles of why you can't and instead just do. There are so many times I, myself, people I've worked with, people I've loved and seen have made excuses because we were trying to stay in a comfort zone and trying to make things too complex. Every, you know, you're in this point when somebody gives you a solution and you, and you tell, you spend so much time telling them why it won't work. And usually when you're telling them why it won't work, you're telling them why it won't work based on what exists. When Genius calls you to be a trail buster. Don't blaze a trail, just bust them all up. You have to get out of trying to stay in the confines of what has already been established so that you can get to that level of genius. And why do we want to get to the level of genius? For this, we want to have a life that is simple. Da Vinci even said that it is, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Oh, yes. And so looking at simplicity. So this is another shortcut to genius, the simple. Finding the most direct, easiest way of doing something is going to be a path that makes you learn um, how to do all the stuff that we talked about using curiosity becoming adaptable. That is another component of this shortcut. And learn from the path of water. If you ever just watch a bubbling brook or a stream or even a a man-made water fixture, look and see how the water obtains its path. It always finds its level and finds a way through where there is the least resistance. But even with that least resistance, 
it still is able to use little droplets of itself to erode the biggest obstacles by being consistent. So that little water drop over a year's time will put a hole, I mean, over many years time will put a hole through a rock. Go and look at all the great wonders and you'll see this to be true. And let's talk real quick about adaptability because we have talked about that many times on this podcast as one of the components of wisdom. So in being adaptable, stop caring so much for a routine, tradition, and stale habits. So many times we are doing stuff out of tradition and routine and we are justifying it as wisdom that we are doing ourselves a disservice. You have to learn to release your grip on the idea of something being the way things should be done. You have to get used to being uncomfortable, not being in control of how things should be. And that is going to cause your confidence level to go up. It seems counterintuitive, but the more you lose control, the more you try to, Um, not try, but the more you release the concepts of safety, security, and freedom, the more genius you become, the more you become one with all the great power that is. And that brings me to the last point that I want to make here. Now, this one might be a little controversial when we're talking about a shortcut to genius, but if you really look at people who have been qualified and counted as geniuses through our histories, you will see that they fit into this little paradigm. And that is that they stopped trying to expect or search for safety, security, and freedom. Heck, being an early adapter makes you deny those things. Because an early adapter, usually there are great risk. There are not any warranties, buyer um, promises to give you your money back or uh Uh, complete confidences that you won't lose a limb, a life. You know, think about the early adopters who take on and adopt the, the new, the now, and the next. And they forego the concept of freedom. And when I say they forego the concept of freedom, meaning that they don't expect to have, um, the fallacy of what we believe is freedom. I'll tell you, if you just go and and do a Google search and and read what the great philosophers of antiquities and contemporary have to say about true freedom, it's very frightening. Do you realize that true freedom says that when you get in a car, if you're an adult, when you get in a car and you turn the ignition on and you drive, there is nothing stopping you from driving off the side of a, off of the road into a ravine and expiring yourself. There is nothing stopping you from using that car as uh, something, I mean, as a, a vehicle of aggression, you know, meaning that you rip and roar down the road and go as fast as your little pedal can take you. So there is a lot uh, when we deal with the power and the awesomeness and the terribleness of freedom that people think they are having, but that the truly wise understand is something that, wow, am I really ready for that kind of freedom? Now, freedom, I'm not trying to say that freedom makes you do bad things or or, or self-destructive things, but what I am saying that the weight of freedom is very heavy. And looking at 
Now, I'm going to talk to the average American right now, U.S. American. So the average American in the U.S. thinks that they have freedom. And what they do not understand is that what they are looking at as freedom right now is an exchange for their genius to be uh, given to someone else. They give away their power. And now we have become a, a society of covert serfdoms. And do you know what a serfdom is? If you look at the feudal times of Europe, when there were lords and barons and all of this, and everything was relegated by land. And if you were rich in land, then people would come and they would give the servitude to you. They would become your serfs, your vassals, and they would work your land. And then they would pay taxes to you or give you parts of what they made to, to uh, pay for your household. But they were over under your covering. And that's why you would have um, what we would call today militias that would protect them when others would try to come in and take your lands. You would fight on their behalf. But in exchange, what they did was is they rendered services to the Lord of their their fiefdom and they became, like I said, serfs. And I hate to say it, but if you look at it today, a lot of jobs that people clamor for have become modern day serfdoms, where instead of land and protection, they look at it as removing the burden of freedom by giving you a paycheck on a certain date, by giving you insurances and by protecting you from the uh, harsh realities of our external environment. And so what I want to say to you is the shortcut to genius is simple, but it is daunting. To have this shortcut, you want to increase your curiosity, learn how to turn the complex into the simple, become highly adaptable, and quit expecting that if you're going to live your best life, a life that allows you to do what you really want to, that you're guaranteed some type of safety, security, or freedom by just even going out each day, you are going to increase your risk when you go towards the path of the genius. Because remember what Einstein said, the mind who made this problem isn't the one who's going to solve it. No, that problem solver is a genius. All right. So guess what? Yes, you guys, my time is up. I do thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Love you dearly. Don't forget to check the show notes. And I am hoping that y'all are making this last month of of this decade worth it. And yeah, we do this daily. So guess what? I'm gonna see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.